Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with John and David from Transgo, and we're going to be talking about their 68 RFE tuneless valve body kits. And I've seen these kits around, and I was really curious to learn more about them specifically because you don't need tuning with it and the kind of benefits that you're able to get with line pressure and, and other things that the, the stock valve body can have issues with. So I'm going to go in depth with them and, you know, ask them how did they, how they approach, you know, offering this product, what, what sort of changes are made, what kind of line pressure increases can you get and what's the driving feel like? And that's really important with, with transmissions and, you know, whether they're stock or upgraded is, you know, what's the shift feel like? So I wanted to ask them about that. Before we get to the podcast, though, I wanted to remind any of the shop owners listening to make sure and check out our episode we did with Dieselmatic a few weeks back. I chatted with Nick Adams, who's been on the podcast before, and we were kind of recapping the feedback and questions he got from a lot of you guys about their business online presence, um, ways that they can attract the right customers, right employees with their website. And so there's a, a lot of things that, that he was telling us on this last episode we, that you can do to be able to make things run you know, more efficiently, to be able to rank higher on search engines and just a ton of different things. So if you have any questions, and probably most of you will because your businesses are very unique and they're, they're very different. They can vary from area to area is if you go to dieselmatic.com, you can book a demo with Nick and he'll give you a free audit and he'll go through and, and tell you, you know, some ways that you can improve some things that you can do. And then if you're wanting to take the next step and be able to put some of those things into action, they've got a lot of different options for you and ways that they can help. So you can catch that episode on YouTube or any of the podcast apps, or if you already did, make sure and go to dieselmatic.com, book the demo and see how they can help you. Also, with UCC right around the corner, I wanted to remind everyone that, you know, Dan's Diesel a couple years ago, you guys are probably going to remember that engine that they had at their booth. And when they were on recently, I asked them if there were any changes to that or what they were bringing, and they wouldn't tell me. So you guys are, if you're going to be there, make sure and stop by the booth, check out what uh, what kind of engines and just things that they have there in the booth for you guys. And if you're not able to make it, you can go to Dan's Diesel performance.com you can check out what they have there's a, a lot of a lot of information a lot of help that they have especially for turbos and drop-in turbochargers and whether it's a you know power stroke cummins duramax they'll be able to help you get you taken care of and if uh, your truck's down get you back on the road or if you're just looking for better performance lower egts they can help you with that as well all right let's get to the podcast with david and john and talking about 68 rfe tuneless valve body kits David and John, welcome to the Diesel Podcast and chatting about one of my favorite topics, which is always transmissions. I don't know why they have always, they've always fascinated me and I love learning more about them. And Transgo is synonymous with transmissions and upgrades and you guys have been around for a really long time. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys today. Well, thank you. Right. Thank you. Now, I know that it seems like over the last, I'd say maybe 18 months or even a little bit longer, there's been a huge influx of people who are owning a diesel 
for the first time. And those of us that have been around for a while or have looked at upgrades, we know who Transgo is. We've, we've, we know you guys have been around for a long time. We've seen your name, seen the products. But for somebody who's brand new to diesels and, you know, they always hear, well, as soon as you add power or tow really heavy, you're going to get into a transmission upgrade or different components are going to need to be upgraded. When did, when did the company start and what do you guys specialize in? Yeah, you know, that rolls back to a one-man show in, in the same building we're currently in in 1959, chasing down uh, Dynaflow pump failures, real early, early American automatic transmissions, 50s models, Dynaflows that would repeatedly tear up the pump. And Gil, our founder, took that on as a project as a side job, uh, working in a tool and die shop during the day and studying that Dynaflow in the evenings. And he rented that building and put the first lift in in 1959 and worked on the Dynaflow till 61 or 62 and came up with a fix for it. Uh, a little $7 part that would not allow that pump to fail again. And he sold them by the pallet loads out of there. The fact is the first load of steel was a $2,000 loan from a friend to, to get enough steel in there to make these pump plates. And he sold them around the country for just years. And, and the dollars generated from that put on a few full-time research uh, employees and it just continued up through the 60s of other transmission failures. And then later in the 60s and on into the 70s and up until today, the high performance end of it. But generally speaking, we started as a company fixing complaints that the factory did not address. That car got four or five years old. They, the manufacturers could care less what happened to that transmission. So that's where Gil stepped in, providing fixes of reoccurring failures that would repeatedly happen in bottleneck shops up. And that tradition continues to this day. About 75% of our product line is for the professional automatic transmission repairman fixing a car or a truck on a daily basis. And then about 20% of our time and product line is a high performance application and certainly in the last 10 years, that's been way favored towards diesel as opposed to gas. That's just come on really strong in the last 10 or 12 years. Yeah. And now as we, as he, you know, kind of segues away into the diesel side of it, um, you know, we have products that range from Allison to Ford 5R110W to all of the Chrysler products, the early torque flight overdrive starting back in the, uh, the early 90s, um, actually late 80s, 888, you know, 1988 or so. Um, and upgrades for those that, that are anything from a stock pickup, you know, where somebody's going to have a towing application to all the way to, hey, do you want to manually control that? Other features that have been kind of patented products through Transco, such as gear command, where you can hold, the, uh, hold any gear to any speed, depending on what kit we're talking about and downshift at any RPM. So those are really nice options when you're talking about guys that, uh, that are towing or off-road, for example. So the diesel side of it, um, then segueing into what we're really talking about here where we get into the RFE is um, the RFE product that primarily David has designed and engineered um, that is a patented product is really 
next stage for what we're dealing with these late electronic units. Um, generally in the market, right, you would have to have some sort of programming to make any kind of modifications <clears throat> based on when horsepower is increased at the motor, you know, in order for the trans to hold up, you would need then the programmer to dial that in. And those have been, you know, it's, it's a bit of a rocky road for any number of reasons, um, but you're really kind of letting somebody in the aftermarket program something that was designed by an engineer. The nice thing about our RFE product is that it is basically an old school approach to a new model of transmission. Well, we've done everything internally to have a linear increase in pressure, just like you would have on an older transmission. So we take any kind of programming characteristics away from that. Um, but uh, we'll get into that more as, this, as we have this um, podcast go on. But, uh, you know, we've just, there's just been transition after transition of trying to make improvements for towing all the way through high performance in the diesel world. So... Yeah, the, the diesel market is definitely something that it's so varied because you have, I'd say most of the people who own trucks are towing with them. They're towing heavy. They're using them for work. They're get, putting a lot of miles on them. But then there's also that part of the market that is adding power, adding torque, adding you know, just tons of different parts and things to be able to you know, increase the capability. And anytime we've ever asked, hey, what kind of transmission questions do you guys have? The audience always... It's not all, but a majority of them revolve around the 68 RFE. And if I think back to when it came out and what we would hear about it with, you know, it's, it's never going to hold power. It's never going to be reliable. You're always going to burn up the, the overdrive or the underdrive clutches. And then, it, it, as you mentioned with the tuning, it was, we'll do a transmission tune. And those either are hard to find, may not exist, it might be tough. You might not even know who tuned the truck, it, you know, depending, um, you know, if it's a truck that just comes into your shop or something like that. And that's why I, I was really excited to be able to chat with you guys about a 68 RFE valve body kit that I don't have to, I don't have to call a tuner or I don't have to call my the company to tune my truck. And so I wanted to ask you guys what, what, what is in the kit and what is it, what does it do? What, what does it improve in a 68 RFE? Um, I'll, t I'll take that. Um, let, let me give you a little background. Let's say this is not a 68 RFE. Let's say it's a 48 RE, the four speed just prior to the 68 Dodge diesel trans. Line pressure has to match engine torque in a transmission. So as torque goes up, pressure goes up. Because basically, if you simplify it, those clutches in there are kind of thinking about it like a caliper. That caliper has got a fixed set of pads squeezing a rotor controlled by a piston of a certain diameter. And the only way you can get more energy out of that, stopping energy out of that, is to up the pressure that's going to the caliper, increase the diameter of the caliper piston, put bigger pads on there, or a bigger diameter rotor on there, or add four or five rotors and eight or 10 sets of pads. A transmission clutch pack basically works the same way. You've got five or six discs stacked in there, a paper, a steel, a paper, a steel, and a piston squeezing them together. And when that gear is brought on, 
those things have to clamp and hold no slip because that paper surface temperature raises 600 degrees a second when it's applied but not holding. So the paper burns. In a normal previous to a 68 transmission, it's fairly simple to just either by spring tension or rate or by a boost valve diameter change, some mathematical equation to raise that pressure when you add more torque we've always been able to raise pressure by a spring or a valve or a circuit change. So when the torque goes up 200 foot pounds over factory, we can get that pressure to go up at a 40 or 50% increase to hold that torque until 68 come along. 68 RFE valve body has two moving valves in it, plus the selection of forward and reverse. So it's got three valves. None of them control the pressure. All they do is select forward or reverse. Can I have first gear or can I have lockup? Can I have low clutch or reverse clutch? Other than that, it's an aluminum, cast aluminum manifold to distribute the oil pressure created by the pump. And the pressure going up and down is controlled by a solenoid that's controlled by the vehicle's computer. And not only have they done that, they screwed a transducer into the circuit. So if they command 70 pounds, that sensor reads 70 pounds. If they command 150 pounds of pressure, the sensor reads 150 and the computer uses that feedback from the transducer to adjust that pressure exactly where it wants it. So if we went in there and went up into the pump and put a big spring in it, the computer's gonna see that increase and dial it back anyway. So you, it, there was no easy approach to make a 68 have high pressure with the computer controlling it and monitoring it. That's a leap forward from all Dodge transmissions in the past. Control it electronically, monitor it electronically to constantly fine tune it to exactly what you want. So here, here it is in a nutshell, the 68, from the factory is limited to 160 pounds forward, 235 in reverse. And that's it, it's mechanically limited to that. That's all it can make. And four or five years ago, a couple of people come out with valve bodies and separator plates to take that 235 in reverse and move it so it's 235 forward and reverse. But that required software tuning in the truck so the truck would command more than the 160 pounds forward. Just because you put a 235 PSI valve body on it, remember the truck's computer is watching that transducer and it's only going to command 160. So you had to put a valve body or a valve body plate on it and then get a transmission tuner to build you a file that commanded to 230 in forward. The complexity of that is if you look at all the files that Dodge ever released for all 68s for every year, there's about 300 files wow. that went into those trucks from the beginning of production in what was that? Oh, late 06, seven. early 07? Seven. From then on, every month, because we've got every file ever released into that computer, you know, they're just uh, software files. And about every 32 days, that factory was installing an updated program. And you could see the programs were all numbered 
and they always had four letters after it, which were the drivers or the tuners that were out creating those files. And in the 07, 08, 09, 010, there was 15 sets of guys out driving trucks, building files, updating the factory software. And it was year, make, model, specific, dependent on other computer programs in that truck. So you've got 230 or 40 files running 12, 14 years of production, and you've got a specific year that you want a file for, the tuners are just pulling a file out of one truck, manipulating it and selling it across multiple years. And you ended up with tons of headaches because of the, the truck had the wrong file in it. Does that make sense? It, it had a 2014 software running in a 2011 truck and it didn't work right. It does. And the, the, the tranny would work, but it would have all these stupid side effects. And we kept hearing that for years over the phone. I bought this valve body. I bought this guy's tune. And now it's doing this. And then so we erased the blackboard and stayed out of that market until we come up with a solution to where we could raise the internal pressure of the transmission up to that 215, 220 PSI range from the factory 160. We raise it up to 215 or 20, but we figured out a way to limit the circuit that was going to that transducer that the computer was watching. So while you watch the transducer for what the computer's seeing, if it's showing 160, the rest of the system sitting up there at 215. And that's what's in our product, our 68 RFE kit, tuneless kit, is we've split the system drop the transducer pressure that the computer's watching and raised the entire rest of the system up to a safe mark for increased torque. That, that really saves a lot of, a lot of headaches that I, I've heard from shop owners that, you know, a, a, a customer comes in and they need a, a, a rebuild, you know, for their truck and they would have to ask, well, you know, who's tuned it or what are you running on it? And there's, I don't know at the peak how many there were, but there was probably dozens and dozens and dozens of aftermarket yeah. transmission tuning that you could get. And it was just, it was hard for them. It was hard for them to either get an update or maybe they didn't, they wanted to use their own guy. And then, you know, the customer has their own tuning and it was just such it's such a nightmare to try to, to, to do. And so to, to know that there's a product where you don't have to even venture into that and you can just upgrade the hard parts that are in the valve body solves a major solution that transmission builders, repair shops and truck owners, they don't have to face that anymore. Yeah. And that whole tuning world has kind of gone underground in the last several months because EPA is coming down on all those guys for selling that stuff. Yeah. There's fines going. I, I don't know how much we want to talk about that, but boy, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people hiding right now from that world. That's all illegal. Every bit of that. I know one of the questions a listener is going to have right now is going to say, okay, now if I go from 160 PSI to 235, what kind of increased capacity do I have from a stock transmission? So we got stock clutch packs, stock converter, stock pump, but you do the, the valve body kit. Are they able to hold a bit more power with the transmission? Uh, our 30% increase in uh, pressure yields a 30% increase in torque. It's one to one. <clears throat> so that's a big jump. Then it's big. Yes. With, um, 
with the driving characteristics is the if somebody just jumps in a truck and they ha it has this upgrade do they notice anything different with the shift feel or no, no, not at moderate throttle at light throttle no because it's linear we've added 30 percent. so let's say at just off of an idle you know cruising at light throttle the factory pressure gauge is sitting on 100 we're only at 130 you understand when yeah. we go up to 160, we jump to 220 or 215, but we've only, we added on a percentage right from, so it follows the factory curve up and down. It's just elevated 30% above it. I got so you. there's no clunks or bumps or bangs when you're putting around or your wife's taking them to the store. It's, it's linear with throttle opening. It's just at an elevated 30%. That's one. That's one of the things that a lot of truck owners will ask: Is hey, when I'm driving it around town, point A to point B, are the shifts going to be nice and smooth, or are they going to feel hard or harsh? And so, knowing that it it follows it in a linear pattern is something I know that people who put a lot of miles on their trucks are definitely going to appreciate. Is the nice the nice shift feel? We become accustomed to it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right. And hey, Patrick, one thing on that is... Um that's the difference between our kit and a programmer. Um, what we found just, you know, we, we do have four guys on the phones answering tech calls all day, every day for Transgo. And so we do have a lot of interaction with the end user, the builder, and even the customer, because we deal with a lot of do-it-yourselfers as well on the phones. And, and the one thing that, that constantly came up with the RFEs was, hey, you know, this thing at light throttles really bangy. And hey, you know, when I'm coming down to a stop, it feels like somebody hit me from behind. And, and that is the, that's the programming aspect, whether it's like David said, it's the wrong file in the vehicle. Um, it's a programmer that may not be as versed as he should be, you know, cause he's just a guy in a basement, you know, jamming on a keyboard, not really understanding maybe what he's manipulating and, and what kind of side effects there's gonna be. So um, those are the, those were the real complaints, you know, where you just kind of, you made the truck almost undrivable um, because it, it was just, you know, no, so many complaints for normal day-to-day -day driving that guys were just constantly complaining about. And that's where you get this linear increase where, yeah, as you, as you roll into the throttle, those shifts will get firmer and firmer and there actually will be some some nicer shift feel, you know, a programmer may take it from, you know, 60 PSI and just right off idle at 5% jump you up to 125. And that's where you get that harsh um, light throttle upshift. And likewise, when they're coming down for a downshift. So that, that, that is one of the nicest features of this kit is just letting you have that progressive increase with progressive shift feel increase as you would expect it as you're used to right yeah so very nice and one of the things that i think about with that as well is 
you know, we've, we've chatted about clutch packs on the podcast before and just, it's amazing what they're able to hold for power for as small as they are. And it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like magic or something. <laughs> but, I've looked at that for years ago. How does that even hang on? But it does. Yeah. And from, you know, just making a, an abrupt change that it can be catastrophic towards a, a clutch pack, a transmission, and just how refined that has to be, how the pressure is applied is, is so important. And it's, you know, when I'm hearing about this, this product and what it does for the valve body and how it, how it's, it's just streamlined. It's, it's so refreshing compared to some of those abrupt things that I remember with tuning where I, there are some listeners we have that have, you know, they had a full transmission rebuild and a tune was put into it and it literally smoked itself on the test drive, just making sure the fluid was full, you know, around a couple blocks. And that's horrible if you're a truck owner and you just spend all this money because someone may not have known you know, what they were doing or may not have been as refined as they should have been with what electronic information they put into the, the computer as it relates to the transmission. So I think that's a big, a big point as well is you don't even have to deal with that anymore. When, when you deviate away from the factory program, that transmission, you're losing an engineering history that goes back to 1989 because this system that runs the 68, believe it or not, hit the American highways in 1988 in a Dodge Caravan in a transmission called a 604. And it's computer controlled, clutch to clutch, and the computer pulls on one gear, slowly brings it off and brings on the next. And it's watching input and output speed sensors and the amount of time it takes to get that RPM where it wants it. So it's first gear, let it go, bring up second gear. And that half a second of handoff or three quarters of a second of handoff from bringing the holding clutch off to the oncoming clutch on, that history goes back to 1988 with Dodge. And they've got that refined so well in the modern vehicles, clutch to clutch, computer controlled. If they bring it on too slow, you'll get a slip, a flare, and a bump at the end. And if they bring it on too fast, you'll have a tie-up where it's in two gears at one time. They've got, four, that's 40, 80, that's 30-some years of history in refining that process. And as soon as you take that factory program out of there and put some guy's program in that could have been copied and pasted from some other guy's program and put it into a file that don't belong in your truck, that years of refinement that they got took to get that thing silky smooth and just dead perfect all goes away. And now you got this thing that kind of works like it's supposed to. So that industry has a long way to go is all I'm saying at this point. That's why we chose to stay out of that because we never liked the way any of them were. And I think, you know, as far as just simplicity, you know, for me, if I was looking at, you know, I got a stock transmission, I, I got a little bit more power. I just want to have a little bit more capability. I would much prefer something to just be, that I can have in the valve body, put the yep. pan back on and go. Well, well let, let, let me uh, add to that. This product, many of our products are that simple. This product, the transmission has to come out because there's springs that have to go into the pump to make the system work correctly. 
Remember that valve body's only got three moving valves in it. All the regulations done in the pump and the pump to be accessed, the transmission has to come out of the vehicle. But looking at it another way, when you're adding 30% more power, you want a converter anyway, that transmission's coming out of the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a well. That's a really good segue into the next part. That you know, for a repair shop, a diesel shop that's out there, that wants to know, well, how do I install this? What, what what's the process? If you could just you know walk us through a little bit of, you know, if they order this this kit from you guys for a customer, what do they do to get it into the truck? You know, the transmission's going to come out of the vehicle, converter removed, the front pump removed, and the lower pan pulled, and the valve body removed. So all of our product goes into the valve body in the lower pan and into the front pump right behind the torque converter. So, but while you're there, you want to look down through the unit anyway, which most people do. If he's added horsepower before he's fixed his trans, there's going to be signs of trouble down in that trans. So if it's out and on the bench, another 20 minutes, you're down in there looking it over. Usually the overdrive clutch is hurt. If he's put horsepower on that thing and pushed it at all, that overdrive clutch is already in trouble. So do, do some people do the transmission first and then add the power? Yeah, but mostly it's the other way around. They add the power and push the truck until the light's on and it's already too late. So at that time, it generally turns into a, a, an overhaul of some kind or a repair or an upgrade of some kind to the overdrive clutch, the 2C clutch and the 4C clutch. Because they can all be hurt with just a little bit extra power in a couple of weeks of driving. That's what I was thinking is usually when we hear from a 60 RFE owner, it's not, it's not like they've limped the transmission along for a couple of weeks. It's normally just instant failure. And yep. I put power on it and two Saturday nights later, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had, we had uh, posted up on Instagram and we'd asked some, uh, we had asked our listeners for some questions and we've actually already answered two of them already in the, in chatting about this, but there was a couple that uh, were really interesting. I wanted to ask you guys. Um, one of them said, if the truck is already, already has transmission tuning, can the Transgo valve body kit still be used? Okay. If they have transmission tuning, they've got someone's valve body or separator plate to match that to go to 235 forward. And when you remove that system and put our product in, we limited it about 220 forward, regardless of what the program does. So can you go to 500 pounds and break something? No. Our system installed, whether it's tuned or not, you're not going over 220, 225, regardless what the program asks for. But here's what you can run into. And John brought it up earlier. There's a bunch of programmers out there that all work a little differently. And do you need max pressure at a quarter throttle with or without power? No, you don't. But I've certainly seen tuners that did it. So while you can't go over the 220, 225 with our product in it, you can bring that 220, 225 on right off of an idle. So just take off real light throttle and you're at max pressure and it'll feel clunky and bumpy. So... Can our product be installed with a tune? Yes. If the tune's not done well, will you have clunky, bumpy shifts? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it'd probably be best to just get the latest factory file for whatever you're And reflash it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the other thing there that, that's probably also a 
um, something we should talk about is, um, and I'll, I'll let David explain a little more in detail, but um, when the unit's out and the pump's out, right? And like he said, um, the one real nice benefit to this is no matter what anybody else has done, you by installing this kit will have an insurance policy not to take your trans really above 215, 220. You get into that zone above that, right? And you start to end up with converter ballooning issues and overpressurization. And, and you know, there's failures that are tied to that that will come back to the shop as, oh, it must have been the converter's no good. Well, no, it's really that the program took that thing beyond its capabilities. So this is a this kit does provide a built-in insurance policy as well for the converter. And I'll let David kind of speak to what we do in the pump for the converter to protect it, as well as um, a couple of uh, additional items that we sell as well, especially the triple disc converter valve. So I'll kind of let David run with that. Any of the diesel, and I'll just talk in general, like 5R110, E4OD Fords, Allison for the General Motors side, 68 RFEs. No one, no factory engineering ever puts more than 160 or 180 PSI inside that 13-inch welded together vessel. Because as soon as you go over 190, 200, they start growing. They actually physically swell like a balloon. And I'm sure you've heard that term. Yeah ballooned converter yep. they grow and if they grow enough that it jams the gear into the pump you're done so if you put a 235 psi valve body on there and pay someone to tune the file to go to 235 the factory 68 rfe has no converter limit because the factory never runs over 160 psi so they didn't have to build a converter limit system for that transmission any other transmission that goes over 160 or 170 PSI, they have a system, a protection or a limit system built in so that converter will not swell up with that increased pressure. 68 didn't put one in there from the factory because they never ran enough pressure to, to get that high. So as soon as you go to 235 with an unprotected system, you're going to, or you can, it, they don't all swell the same, but they can grow in height and destroy themselves. All they got to do is grow 50 or 60 thousands. And that's enough to let one of the Torrington bearings drop off the lip that it's sitting on. And now you got bearings rolling around in there and it destroys itself. Part of our product is we've put a limit system in there. Well, we raised uh, transmission pressure to 215, 220 PSI. We limited the transducer that the computer's watching at 160. We also limited the converter charge circuit to 175. So it won't see over 175. Transducer won't see over 160 while the rest of the system's running 220, 215, 220. That's a really good protection system because, I, yeah, I've heard of balloon converters and, mm -hmm. and they rattle around and just different things that can happen and it's – it's a very expensive fix because it is that that gets really expensive. It does. We had, uh, I think this question probably came from a shop owner. Um, but he, he had asked, is there a way to refresh a valve body if there's wear? And I think what he's, 
the angle he's taking is, hey, I got a truck with 130, 140,000 miles that comes in a 6.7 with a 68 RFE. And they say, hey, I, I want to you know, refresh the valve body, maybe do a converter. Are there some things that they sh somebody should look for, whether they're a shop or a do-it-yourselfer, that gets this kit to know that their original valve body is still in good condition to be able to run this kit? You run with that one, John. Well, at, um, the thing, too, with the diesels, right, is um, the diesel, uh, the torque going through the diesel and, the, and the, um, the possible twisting of the case and the length of the RFE, right, tends to um, have some abnormal wear potentially on the valve body, noticeably more flexing than, say, a normal unit would have. And part of um, the disassembly and inspection point of this is number one to make sure when you're looking at it that you don't have any cracks in the worm tracks and that that valve body hasn't been shifting on the case where you see kind of abnormal wear against the worm tracks and then with our kit right we do add some you know there's a triple plate and thicker valve body gaskets um, again to compensate for some of that warp and wear and distortion that's noticeably more prevalent in the diesels and the, the, the nice thing about Chrysler is um, they also make a 45 RFE and a 545 RFE, and now they have a 65 and a 66 to go along with the 68. Um, the valve bodies can be interchangeable. So if somebody does run into one where they're like, boy, this thing does look like it's in trouble and I'm a little nervous about using it, it's not a, a very expensive thing because you can find a good 45 RFE core and utilize that in your 68 as long as you transition over your accumulator springs. Um, so uh, I don't know if that answers the question, but uh, you know, there, as far as knowing whether or not it's rebuildable, there are some things you visually look at. But then the other thing that we have a product out for this is the, uh, the switch valve is very commonly worn in these units. And that is kind of a, uh, another thing that we trail back to our earlier conversation where we talk about overdrive clutch failure. Mm -hmm. And overdrive clutch failure, as well as being a large program, not being able to handle it because of the clutch capacity, it also can, can translate back to the switch valve being worn. And the switch valve is basically a valve that switches one solenoid on the valve body to allow you to either go to lockup or reverse. So nobody ever thinks that, hey, that, has, that can't have anything to do with overdrive. There's no way, it's not even in the circuit. Well, it is because there's three plugs at the end of that valve and the first plug gets second gear oil to upshift it. And when that valve goes to the upshifted position, the solenoid then knows when it's fired that we're gonna go, we're able to go to lockup now, anything after second gear. Then the next plug gets third gear oil and the final plug gets fourth, fifth and sixth gear oil against it. And these plugs are very active, right? Because every upshift and every downshift they're moving. So when they wear, uh, it, which is very common because of their movement, they create a leak in that overdrive circuit, which also contributes to that overdrive clutch failure. So, you know, going through the RFE, if you're going to do a, a high pressure kit, you're also going to look at a few other things. Um, you're gonna look at that solenoid switch valve and typically want to ream and oversize that with the kit we have available. And there's two different sizes. 
Um, and then, like I was trying to segue in earlier too, as well in the pump, um, David could probably catch this one on the TCC accumulator. We have a, an upgrade in that location. And I also really wanted to hit on um, the triple disc converter. A lot of guys, right, when you're putting power to this unit, you're going to upgrade your converter to a triple disc. And we have the only valve uh, available in the marketplace today that will allow that to be a smoother transition when that triple disc converter comes on. RFEs are very well known for a pretty harsh apply when that converter clutch is engaged without this valve. And this, this valve allows that converter clutch to come on noticeably more smoothly, but it doesn't affect any of the holding capacity. Uh, you know, it will have all the holding capacity. It just basically modifies or smooths out the apply rate. And I don't know if you want to add anything to that, David. No, but it's an option that if you're installed, that valve's in the, in the kit, part of the kit, and we tell him to use it if he's installing a triple disc converter. And if he's not, then there's no need to use it. But a real common phone call is to put a triple disc in a 68 that's got a stock valve in there and lockup's too rough. It's just too much increase and it brings the RPM down way too fast. So you got all four or five nice smooth shifts and then lock up, wham, at the end. And hey, you know, some 22 year old kid might like that, but most 40 year old gentlemen don't, you know? So we, and that was another complaint we listened to while all these repairs were being done. And that was probably the last thing we addressed is to allow the use of a triple disc converter but keep it smooth on its apply. I know there's going to be a lot of questions that uh, that some shops have or or truck owners that have about this and 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 just you know they're at the point that they're going to need to do something with their their transmission and you know or maybe they just want more capability from it you know as well maybe it's in good shape. What is a good way for them to be able to get in contact with you guys? Ask some of those test the, those technical questions, and then you know basically just be able to put together, you know, something that they can use either for their truck or for their shop when customers with 68s come in. Those can be directed currently to uh, sales at transgo.com. And depending on the level of the question or, or what direction it needs to go, um, I will answer it or I will forward it to one of my five technicians to respond. Well, John and David, I appreciate your time today and chatting with us and giving us some some knowledge and explaining the products so we know more about these tuneless valve body kits. Great. Thank you, Patrick, for having us. Thank you. Yep, glad to do it. Don't forget, Diesel fans, if there's any questions you have about this episode, the product, um, you know, specific things, make sure and go to transgo.com. You can check out a bunch of information, technical information that Transgo has on their site. And if you reach out to them, they'll get you over to one of their specialists to answer, you know, questions, whether you're, you know, a truck owner or a repair shop and you want to know more, then, uh, you know, they can definitely tell you how this product can help your 68 RFE. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.